Hello everyone and welcome to the latest dairy pod. I'm Rory McDonald from the Dairy Australia farm team. Today's podcast should really be inspiration for anyone who is looking to build a career within the dairy industry. Don and Jen Stolp, who farm at Mount Gambier in the southeast corner of South Australia, have built a farm business from scratch, moving from farm employees to 50-50 share farmers on one of Chris Proctor's South Australia farms. Dairy SA Extension Officer Beck Burgess will guide us through this great story of how smart and bold decision making, surrounding yourself with good people and sheer perseverance have helped carve out a profitable niche in the dairy industry for this young farming couple. So thanks Don and Jen from the southeast of South Australia for joining us here today to talk about your business and your career pathway into the dairy industry. So can you guys give us a bit of an update or a background on how did you in fact get into dairy? I was raised on a dairy farm. So we farmed in Canterbury, uh, South Island, New Zealand. After I left school, um, worked on a couple of dairy farms. And then in 2009, we moved to South Australia. So Jen, did you have a background in dairy as well? yourself or it was it something that happened upon you because you met Don at that time as well? Yeah so my answer to that is usually I'm here for the ride. I was not a born and bred dairy farmer. I was what I call a city girl as in city in New Zealand. Um, so uh, not born into it, no education in it whatsoever. It was more um, that was my life now because that's what I had married into. You both have had different experiences on um, getting into the industry. Obviously, Don, you have um, the history and I guess family tradition of being involved in dairy and Jen now so because um, marrying somebody in the industry. What has kept both of you um, driven, I guess, and and wanted to remain and, and grow your own dairy business? Always been highly motivated and motivated to be self-employed and run my own business. Um, and working in other industries, figured out that dairying had a very clear pathway and that was what we wanted to chase. Great. And what about for you, Jen? Yeah, so a bit like Don, always wanted to have some sort of self-employment because that way it gave us an opportunity for family time as well. So pursuing this sort of uh, career it, it's a it's a family lifestyle of two ways that we can bring our children up on our farm we can take them to work with us um, but also having that self-employed um, opportunity it meant we could um, pick and choose when we could take that family time off farm as well um, so I think that's what's been a good drive is that it's that it's a family um, type relationship in this opportunity And is this a goal that you have always had or is this something that has, I guess, happened over time as you've understood the industry more and seen the way different businesses have been set up? Or is this a goal that you always knew when you very first met, got married, before you were even involved in share farming, that this is a, um, you know, a lifestyle and a plan that really suited your goals? Uh, At the very start, I don't think for myself, I think Don's always had that in his mind, but it's probably taken a bit for me to adjust and to see that, that that it's a family thing and um, getting in and getting involved myself, that opportunity or that vision, I could see that more. And when Don would talk about it, then I understood it a bit more and then it, it became 
my vision as well. It became our vision then once I could kind of understand what it involved and what it meant family-wise. Yeah, all the properties I'd ever worked on in New Zealand, the owners had always been previous share milkers. So seeing the progression and where you can end up. So what, what we'll do is we'll just take a step, um, I guess, back in history, so to speak. Um, obviously, you're um, now on, um, share farming on one of the Chris Proctor farms. So how did that opportunity actually occur? How did, how did you come across that opportunity? Was it just purely by chance? Was it, um, you know, through connections or, um, you know, referrals? How, how did that opportunity? So for someone else who's looking at these opportunities, um, what was the thing that worked for you that, um, I guess, that, yeah, you were able to do this? Friends of ours were actually managing a, the neighbouring farm for Chris and that's how we got sort of a foot in the door and when a management opportunity came up, we applied and were lucky enough to get it. So what do you think for you guys now where you are in your business, what do you think have been the real successes for you so far? You know, people might be looking at your business and... Um, you know, seeing all the great things that you are are doing and what, what are some of the things that have been real keys to you achieving what you're achieving now? Um, for me, I'm big on my comment is always um, our A-team. So I learned it one day at a Women in Agriculture conference to create your own A-team. So having people behind you or people driving you who can see the dream or the vision that you have, whether it be, you know, friends or family and even our staff members, by having those supportive people around us, I think that's been a real key in pushing us to achieve those things. Yeah, so I think that's probably a real key to my success is by having supportive people who follow on this journey with me and want to see me succeed in making that um, goal a reality. Awesome. And do you get that from each other as well? Or do you, you know, it can be really tricky husband-wife team on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and I guess, how do, you, how do you manage that as well by, you know, being the confidors and supporters, but also the day-to-day -day life of marriage, kids and, and the like as well? Does that help? Um, I think actually it's a bit of both. It's, it's taken time to learn but from a very early stage, we always said gumboots off at the door and that's it. What happened at work that day, stayed at work that day. We would come inside and we would be husband and wife at home. Uh, we were husband and wife at work also, but uh, also teammates and team members. So anything like that, that would happen during the day, um, gumboots off at the door, done. Come inside, be a family. So we've learned to draw that line already, I think. Um, it's then obviously progressed now. We have our daughter. So even more so now, this season, we're just learning that. Um, when we get home, she wants our attention. She, she hasn't seen us all day. So same thing. Boots off at the door, phones off. We need to be a family when we're at home and, and we're a support to each other when we're at work. Because we bounce off each other quite. We are an A-team too, because when we are at work, we seem to, um, we just know what each other needs to have done. We know, I know how he likes certain things. He knows how I like certain things. So with the staff in between, it's a bonus, but we can just kind of think for each other 
and afford way as well. So Don, for you, we spoke, we've spoken previously a lot about um, what has been the key, one of the key things that you think has helped you guys achieve what you're doing. And you've spoken a lot about people. And every time I see you and, um, you know, also Chris Proctor, a lot of it comes down to people and communication. Do you think that's one, been one of the key successes in your business there that's helped you achieve your goals? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, like Jen said, we do make a good team. We understand each other and we push each other. And clear communication with the owner goes a long way. We know where we stand. He knows where he stands. And we're all trying to better each other. And what about for the team that you've got also as far as employees and the like, how much do you include them in that decision-making process or communicating with them as well? And you think that that also helps with the success of where you're at now? Yeah, clear communication on like for all the day-to-day -day operations um, helps, keeps them in the loop of how we're trying to operate. And I think in the past too, that has been um, the key or the success um, with our long-term staff, that we have just sort of had a turnover of staff as well. Um, so this year moving forward, Communication is probably even more important because everyone's new, everyone's learning the ropes. Um, so it's like Don said, keeping everyone in the loop, just that day-to-day -day basis of what's going on, what's happening, um, really helps to get what we need done for the day and that's a tick off the list. You have both spoken about how um, you've got your A-team and very supportive of one another and seems you have a pretty upfront and open relationship and communicate well with one another. Would you count yourselves as mentors for one another or do you go outside of the business um, to seek information or have mentors yourself individually as well or mentors for your business? Um, what, I guess, other capabilities of other people do you use to achieve the goals that you're wanting to achieve there? Um, I guess I suppose I do um, think of Don as a mentorist, maybe, um, because I tend to, he's done this all his life, so a lot of things come natural to Don and a lot of things just he just knows. So a lot of the time I'll go to Don for, for the little things, I suppose, from the day-to-day -day running. Um, as for an overall mentor, um, not really, but what I do like to enjoy to do is um, read a lot of the articles in the Dairy Exporter um, about other couples who are doing the same thing as us or have done the same thing as us, um, reading the articles in regards to obstacles they've overcome or challenges they've faced and that they've come out the other side. I quite enjoy reading those articles because quite often we've either been in the same position or are in the same position or facing the same challenges. I like to read how they've come overcome those things to be able to carry on. So I suppose that's kind of where I go for my um, inspiration or, or continue to push on um, and know that it's worth, worth the push. And what about you, Don? What about other farmers in your area or in your farming group? Do you use their knowledge a bit as well, just for making decisions and, um, you know, throwing ideas around as well? Yeah, for sure. No, we're quite lucky within our group of farms. Uh, we're all pushing each other. We're all, there's some very, very skilled people. And we, we bounce everything off each other. We're lucky with roughly the same age, all have families the same age, and we all get along really well and we, we really push each other along and help each other out.
So during your dairy journey, has there been any decisions along the way um, that you now look back on and think that that was great or on the flip side was not the best decision for you guys? Yeah, there was a fork in the road right as we're about to move to Australia where I was managing a, a farm, uh, a 300 cow farm, and that was under 50-50 management. And I got on quite well with the owner. The people we were working for pulled out of that contract. There could have been an opportunity for us to stay on that property and and take over that contract with, with the owner. And so it was stay there, milk 300 cows, or come over here. And right at that point was a big milk price crash. And we decided to buy a plane ticket. Yeah, and I think my answer would have been the same. Um, I was very hesitant to come over here, um, leave everyone behind. But at the same time, it looked like that was our opportunity to go off and, and do what we needed to do while we were still young and then return once, once we were ready to settle. But we didn't return. We've stayed here and the pathway turned out to be the right pathway. I know what might have been NZ's bad luck was our definitely a positive for us. So we're glad that you made the decision to come over for sure. So, <laughs> so Jen, some people may already be familiar with the sound of your voice because you were involved in sharing your experience with using a uh, calendar in your dairy business there. So for other people who are just starting out or um, may not even be share farmers yet, but have aspirations to, where are the places that you've gone to get your, um, I guess, relevant information or upskilling of yourself? What have, what have you undertaken? Obviously you've taught people how you've um, learnt and used certain tools in your business, but where do you actually go to get that information as well? Yep, so um, on a regular basis, DRSA do hold a lot of um, day courses or short courses or um, information like that that is irrelevant, is relevant to my business. Um, and two, so attending those, whether they be calf workshops, office workshops, um, anything along like that, that's going to benefit me in my business. Also, um, by using the People in Dairy website um, in the ESCI, that gives me a lot of places to go to be able to up my knowledge. And um, if in doubt, one of you girls, flick an email, soon fix it. And for you, Don, where are the um, areas that you go to or, or what resources do you use? Um, not necessarily um, issued by Dairy SA, but other consultants or the like in the industry where you also get further information that you need? Yeah, probably for a little bit of motivation. Um, John Mulvaney ran a series of videos on YouTube and I'll go back and re-watch one of them at any point. Fantastic. So it's using all of those resources available to you. Um, you know, the, the, there's always information, albeit if it wasn't filmed right now and today, the, there's still a lot of current information that's available to you to use, which is great. So I guess one of the, um, the last things that I wanted to um, cover off on was what advice, if you've got, there's no doubt lots of other young people who are sitting in their tractors or moving cows or what have you today listening to this podcast, what advice do you have for those farmers who may not necessarily be from a dairy background but love the industry and really passionate and uh, want to have a future in the industry? From both of you, um, you know, you bring quite different qualities to the industry. 
what would both of you, um, I guess, recommend or um, want to share with other farmers who aspire to have what you guys have now? Yeah, certainly if you get an opportunity, take it very seriously. Um, there's no such thing as the perfect farm or the perfect business. Um, so may, maybe the first first opportunity isn't the best, but otherwise just um, jump in. We quite often, if we're asked this question, um, the line that normally comes out is just have a crack. Like have a go, have a try, what's the worst that could happen? You know, you may surprise yourself. And I definitely was the same. I was very surprised as to how successful it became by just letting it all go and just just having a try. And, and it all just kind of falls into place. So having no regrets, hey? Jump in, two feet first and, and see where it lands and bring people along for the ride. Something like that. <laughs> Awesome. So the last question that I'm going to finish off on today, and thank you so much for the insight of you, what you guys have in your story. If you could go back, say, 10, 15 years ago until your now current age, what you know, what, what is one piece of advice that you want? Now, I know it can be a tricky question and I've given you this one off the cuff, but what, what would you tell your future self, so to speak? I would say do it sooner. I feel that we we haven't left it too late. We're still young, we're, we're, we can still do it. But I feel um, I probably held back a lot earlier. Maybe also the opportunity wasn't there. Um, but if we could have, um, I think starting earlier and having a go would have um, definitely been what I would have told myself. And before we go to Don, Jen, what was your reservations to hold back? Why didn't you? Um, probably a handful of things. One, I wasn't sure if I wanted to settle in Australia, um, sure. for starters. Um, once you settle, then, you know, you kind of here for the long yeah. haul. Um, second was what about family? And once I started to accept or appreciate that this industry, it was family friendly, then that let go. Mm -hmm. But probably the biggest was debt also um being young with a family uh and debt is also uh quite daunting at times and for you don what would you tell your previous future self so to speak yeah probably doing it sooner ideally would have been better but uh, anyway we, we we're here where we are and we're just making it work so where to from here now for both of you What's next for the Stolp family in the southeast of SA? We're fairly highly geared, so and we're on a relatively good milk price. So the next stage is to consolidate for uh, any for future opportunities that might come up. Thank you so much, Don and Jen. We really appreciate your time, and I guess as a as a wrap up, those three things that you that you spoke about is having those good people around you, your A team. The communication is um, really one of your key successes, I think, from what you've both said and um, being, you know, pretty open and, and honest with those people who you work with and also um, around you as well. Um, and then just giving it a crack, as you say, I think that's probably the best advice um, is that you, you don't know what you don't know and if you, you just have to be in it to, to give it a crack and see how it goes. So 
well done. Congratulations what you've got down there. And um, I'm hoping that um, this gave a little bit of insight into all of those listening today. So thanks again for your time. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Beck, Jen and Don for this uplifting podcast. It's really great to hear such positivity from young people in the industry. If you're looking to take the next step in your dairy career, you'll find information on the Share Farming Model Code of Practice at thepeopleindairy.com.au. You'll also find tools to help discussions about agreements, work out what's fair and equitable for both parties, and also legal information to, to set up an agreement. But make sure you seek professional advice when entering any share farming agreement. Your local RDPs can also help your progress through your dairy career through the Stepping Up, Stepping Back workshop, which includes share farming, leasing, and shared equity arrangements. And don't forget Our Farm, Our Plan, a new program that helps farmers get their plan on a page and work out where they are and what, where they want to head. Talk to your local RDP again or go to dairyaustralia.com.au forward slash OFOP. That's it for this episode. You can find other DairyPod episodes as always on SoundCloud or subscribe as a, at Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>